0: This is Eric Brotman, the host of Don't Retire Graduate, the podcast that teaches you how to advance into retirement rather than retreating. And this is Office Hours, where we answer questions that listeners just like you send in. We received a question from Jill, who asked, in the wake of COVID-19, what is the future of higher education and how might that impact a family's retirement plan? That is an amazing question. Um, and it's something a lot of folks, I don't think, are thinking about, Jill. So I, I appreciate you, you sending that in to us. Um. Higher education is definitely going to change as a result of some of the things that we're experiencing right now. Um, for one, we have the, the specter of distance learning, um, and as pandemics happen, sometimes they go in two or three waves, and I'm certainly not a doctor, but that is a reasonable thing to expect, which means we could have periods of time in the next year or two where there are uh, uh, extended periods where distance learning becomes a reality, and as a parent... My 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 daughter is going into fifth grade next year, so I'm not I'm not quite as worried about this as I would be if I had a a high school senior. You know, these these seniors who just missed their prom and their graduation, and it's been a very, very hard uh, time for them. But now they're facing a decision about going to college. And if they've been accepted to college, the question is, should they go and should they go right now or should they take a gap year? A lot of universities and colleges will allow students to to defer their admission for a year. And while that may be hard for these these schools, it might be smart for families. Because taking a gap year would allow you to do a couple of things. Number one, it would allow you to knock out some prerequisite courses either online or through a community college. Number two, it would allow you to work potentially during that year, whether it's an internship for your resume, paid or unpaid, or whether it's a job that, that can put some money away. And just by knocking out some of those prerequisites, you might shorten uh, your, your time spent in traditional undergraduate school, and that could save you a lot of money as well. And then thirdly, socially, it means you're more likely to have a quote-unquote freshman year that's more typical because the folks entering uh, college, particularly freshmen in the fall of 2020 are really taking the chance that they don't have their freshman year in a normal way. And that's where not only you learn the lay of the land of the school, but you also make sometimes your lifelong friends because you're all the new kids at the same time. So it's, this is time just currently in the short run to think about whether it makes sense to be a freshman in September of 2020. The next thing is much more long-term, which is what, uh, what is the future of higher education and how will it change based upon what we're learning now? Which is number one, it is possible to do some distance learning. Uh, and number two, um, it is conceivable that the, the cost of college could actually wind up going down for the first time in, in recent history. And the reason that I say that is that a lot of the schools that are out there, there there's going to be two kinds of, of universities that really thrive through this one way or the other. And thriving might be the wrong word, but they're going to be fine. One of them is your, your elite schools, your Ivy League schools that um, have large endowments and really can pick and choose the best and brightest um, and are in a position to, to not have tuition be an issue, quite frankly. The other are state schools because they have the ability to use state funding and tax money to make sure that they can stay open. And of course, going to your own state school sure starts to look even smarter than going to an out of state school and, and paying a, a premium in terms of the cost to do that. So um, I believe those types of institutions are going to be fine. The private schools, the, the liberal arts school that is currently 70 or 75 or $80,000 a year, um, I think is in real trouble. Um, The the campuses, um, a lot of them have massive debt service. Um, There's going to be some question as to whether dorms have to change. Can you still have two or three or four to a dorm room or is social distancing going to change that? And what does that do to price points? And a lot of those schools rely on tuition from international students. So There's a good possibility, whether it's because of immigration issues or whether it's because of of health concerns, that a lot of international students may not be coming to the United States for college for the foreseeable future. And if that's true, those are the folks who often pay full tuition that make it more affordable for the other for the other students. So I think this is a a nine headed Hydra that we have to think about. And, you know, Jill, to your point, how does this impact retirement planning? It has huge impacts on that because number one, I do believe that this will reduce the cost of education and that it means that the millennials who are saddled with these massive student loans might be the last generation facing that Gen Z might not have to do that, which would be great for their financial futures to be sure. The other thing is, I think parents um, who are paying tuition for their their college-age kids are going to think long and hard about the value of an undergraduate education and whether it's really worth what some of those price tags are. There are other ways to get a degree. There are other ways to get uh, the education. And how much of this is social and how much of it is truly academic? So I think the future of retirement planning is going to be impacted by the way higher education reacts to this. And it, it's going to be a very interesting thing to watch. I think there are going to be some schools that, um, that fail or that have to merge. I think there'll be some campuses that will be repurposed for other things. Um, I, quite frankly, I think some of these campuses could be used for, for over 55 communities or, or senior living, because number one, that's where the population's headed. And number two, all of the resources exist, whether they be athletic or academic or professional or housing or dining. So I, I think it's going to be real interesting what happens in the next five or so years in higher ed. Uh, and Jill, I thank you for the question. I, I know I don't have a crystal ball, but those are just some thoughts. Um, and uh, I naturally, I could be completely wrong. It happens, it happens sometimes. Um, but those are the things that I'm seeing, at least in the tea leaves. So Jill, thanks for the question. If you have a question you'd like me to answer during office hours, follow Don't Retire Graduate on Facebook and post your question or tweet us at Brotman Planning. Thanks for coming to Office Hours. Be sure to tune in for new content every Thursday. For now, this is your host, Eric Brotman, reminding you, don't retire, graduate. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC. Kestra IS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC. Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Kestra IS or Kestra AS are not affiliated with Brotman Financial or any other entity discussed.